Hello and welcome to the Gatewatch Cast. I am your host, Norman Sanzo, and joining me today is Wilson. Hey, what's up? So let's not dilly dally and let's hop right into it because it's Commander Christmas. Uh, like a lot of things are coming coming yeah. to us for for us. Yeah. It's Chinese New Commander Chinese New Year for me. <laughs> yeah man. And well, uh the reason is why we're really excited is that uh coming around the corner is Commander Legends. And Commander Legends yeah, is boy. a booster set full of Commander staples and new cards. Yeah, boy. There's so much new cards for Commander Legends, but I think today we're going to just focus on the new legend, uh, legendary creatures mm-hmm. from the set. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the reprints or whatever it is. Yeah, but we have. Let's keep okay, it fresh. We'll just highlight it. Uh, some of the sets inside here include some of the older, hard to get uh, Commander staples from Nekusa to. Uh, Tarsios, Temna, and also uh, Zurd Enchantress and whatnot. Xenagos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, technically they're not hard to get commanders, but they are kind of expensive. And to be honest, people want to keep them. Yeah, true, true. And the thing is, if you are a modern player, you are a legacy player, or even a commander player, obviously, you really want to get this set. Um, and I don't think modern players would get this. Really? Mod- it's not modern playable. It's not modern friendly? Like no. some of the creatures? No, no, no. Not, oh, not all of them. Uh, so it's not modern friendly. But legacy, yeah. yes. Yes, legacy. Lots of legacy new cards, especially the... Well, I'm not going to spoil them yet, so... We'll, we'll just talk about the yeah. legends right now. So for now, we're just going to talk about the legends cards. And let's go for white, because I picked a few, and I really like the... Card. Well, these are my list for the cards I like. Yeah. And uh, first off is Akroma Vision of Ixidor. Ixidor, yes. Yeah, I like that card as well. So, what does this card do? Give me a second. Alright. Uh, Akroma Vision of Ixidor is a 5 and 2 white legendary creature angel for 6 6. And it has Flying First Strike Vigilance Trample. Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And at the beginning of each combat, until end of turn, each creature you control gains, uh, sorry, gets plus one, plus one, and uh, if it has flying, uh, plus one, plus one, if it has first strike, and so on. For double strike, death, touch, haste, explode, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protection, retrample, vigilance, and partner. Oh, I didn't read that part. I didn't read the partner part. And it has partner. So, oh. I like this card because it's similar to... Uh, you remember the human? Oldrick. Oldrick, yes. It's so similar to this one where I thought, hey, this is cool. You can put in this one and you can mess around and stuff because they're similar. Yeah, but they are, I don't think they're just similar, They syn- but they synergize really, really well. Yeah. Be- because if, let's say, you have something that, like, mm, the white one, Zetopa, yeah, that has so many um, keywords on it mm-hmm. and you have a bunch of tokens. And then, let's say, you have Oldrick and these two trigger goes onto the stack. You resolve Audrix first. Everyone gets those uh, keywords, mm-hmm. and then Akuma gives them uh, extra power boost. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, okay, technically this is just a anthem card where you could really use uh, any anthem out there. That's much better. Yeah, but this has partner, and the potential for shenanigans is just there. Yeah. Uh, and remember, guys, uh, we forgot. I forgot to mention we. This is not the end of spoiler season yet. 
Oh yeah. So we this uh this list is not yet updated. Today is the fifth of November, which from at our at our day at at our when country when we're recording. So um if the cards that you guys want to see is not on the list, uh we apologize. We will do it next week. Sure, sure. So what's your other white card list? Well, my f- favorite. Well, my favorite for white. One of my favorites is Arden, Intrepid Archaeologist. Thank you. Nice. So it's a two and a white, um, two two legendary core scout. It says at the beginning of combat of your turn, you may attach any number of auras and equipment you control to target permanent or player. And it has partner. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a really good, uh, how do I say, Voltron commander. Yeah, Not yeah. just with it by itself, but with, since it has partner, it can have. You can partner it with a card that a, a legendary that gets um plus that uh plus uh, yeah like artifacts mm-hmm. maybe Akiri Lightslinger mm-hmm. so that you can partner up with it and you get to put all your artifacts or maybe your auras onto it. The reason why I picked this card, uh, yeah, it's legendary and it has good commander potential. But in all honesty, I'm looking at it as a normal card, like if it's in the 99, and it works really well in the 99. Because, okay, if you're building a Voltron deck, yes, and if you have another, what, uh, creature that, um, what was the mono red card where for every enchantment, is, or for everything attached to it, create a elemental? Um, that one is uh, Vedrock. Uh, Vedrock, like, you can have this, and then like, auto attach, pop, 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 and it has 10, and you create and elementals. Uh, but to be honest, oh yeah, the triggers on the stack. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, so sure, sure. You can have all of those things on, and then like, okay, maybe you would want to do that. Maybe you have, um, let's see, uh, Sunspeaker and what was that card? Uh, Fire Song Sunspeaker. Yes, Fire Song Sunspeaker. And then you have a um, equipment out there. The what's the hammer? No, no, the hammer Nazan. No, not the hammer Nazan. Uh, Sunforger. Sunforger. Yes, if you have Sunforger. It's there. You need to equip Sunforger, but if Sunforger is aggressive, you have this guy there. Uh, enter battle. Sunforger equips to Fire Song Sunskeeper. And, like, the whole thing there is, for me, I like that because it's exciting and you don't really need to think about paying the cost to equip it. True, true, true. And it's on the, what, uh, beginning of combat, so before anything. Uh, people can destroy it or whatever it is in response, but that's business point. Yeah. So, uh, what about your next card? What's, what do you think is your next no, card? No, I, sorry, I stole your thunder for this one. You got anything to say? No, not really. Okay. So, my other white card would be, uh, Kalinta? Kalev. Kalev, yes. Some familiar. Yes. That's the, yes. The horse. This, yep. This is the horse deck. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Kalev Sunmare Familiar is a one and one white legendary creature horse before one one. Uh, ability is whenever a commander you control attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it and it has partner. So the reason why I put this one in here is because it puts a plus one plus one counter on your commander. And the thing is, there's a lot of cards that needs plus one plus one on them. Yeah, uh, uh, the Abzan one, Rayhan of the last Abzan. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Maraf. Maraf works well with the plus one plus one. True, 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 Maraf. But yeah. to be honest, for flavor reasons, mm-hmm. I would actually pair this with one of the old, um, 
One of the uh, old uh, partners, Cedar Condo of Jamura. <laughs> yeah, because in the picture there's no <laughs> Yes, flavor-wise, flavor-wise. But I think it should be part of the 99 instead of a commander on its own. Oh, that's true. Um, see, most of my picks here are, okay, is this card great or is this card great in the 99? True. And most of my picks are, okay, this card is great, but it will be better in the 99. That's true, that's true. Because um, I'll have to say this. Most of the partners in here are monocolor so it's hard to work around certain pairings and if they're multicolor they're from the 2016 pairs yeah so that's a bit hard to work around even more i agree so what's the next card uh, don't you have anything oh yeah i forgot about it okay so my next card is a artifact matters white legendary it's Rebek, Architect of Ascension. So it's a 3 and a white, 3-4, legendary human artificer. It, ha- it says, Artifacts you control have protection from each CMC among artifacts you control. And it has partner. So I like this card because it says, Artifacts you control have protection from the CMC of each uh, among artifacts you control. So let's say you have a 1-mana artifact soul ring. And your opponent wants to do something like... I don't know. Oh, no, wait. A 3-mana artifact. Let's say I have a worn power stone on my battlefield and my opponent wants to beast within it. Because I have Rebek, it has protection from 3 CMC spells. Okay, that's interesting. Not just that. Each artifact you control. Artifact you control, you have protection from each CMC. So let's say I have a 1, 2, 3, 4 artifact, uh, CMC artifact each. They protect, essentially all of them have protection from 1, 2, 3, 4 CMC spells. Or maybe CMC uh, creatures, or maybe CMC anything. Ah, okay. Um, you know, honestly, this is not my pick. Uh, I find it a bit... Yes, you do get the protection, but it's very specific to a point where, okay, uh, you need to have certain cards to make it viable and worth it. Not really, because in all honesty, artifact... Uh, artifact ramp is really re- uh, mana rocks. Mana rocks is really really prominent within um, the entire the entire EDH. Usually people play Soul Ring, they play Arcane Signet, One Power Stone, maybe even Hedron Archive. There's already four artifacts there. True, but for me, when I think about it, like in terms of okay, let's just say a proper game of Commander. Uh, let's just say somebody has a bunch of artifacts on board. Mm-hmm. And you have this one. Let's just say you're the guy with the, with the artifacts. artifacts. So I see this. Oh, this is a big problem. And it has protection. Yes. Protection? Yes, protection. But I do a board wipe. Yeah. You just board wipe Rebek and then you can target it. But I'll just recast Rebek. Mm, true. But uh, if uh, even if I remove Rebek, I can still destroy the board later on. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. But still, uh, I do agree this card... To me, I, it's not one of the cards that I would say is interesting. Like, it's a good card, but it's not my jam. Well, the best thing is that you should put in um, Dark Steel, Dark, uh, Dark Steel Forge. Mm. But wait, if you already have Dark Steel Forge, by that point, it's null and void to have... Um, well, there are exile target, target artifacts. Uh, true. I would still. Uh, well, actually, I would play Minkos uh, Lactus with this. Oh, yeah, and then uh, your, your whole board will be protected. Yep, that's why. Oh, yeah. 
And okay. it's not, it has partners, so you can, uh, easily put it in maybe like a red blue car, a red, a red blue partner or mono blue partner, maybe mm. mono red partner that synergizes with artifacts. True, true, true. So really, a uh, red bag has a lot of potential in my opinion. You can put it, it you can partner it with a lot of uh, different other partners and make up for its own weaknesses. True. Uh, red bag in the 99 is good. As a commander, you need to prepare it well. Yeah, that's why. That's why you need to build a deck around uh, artifacts. So, uh, what's your pick? Okay, so this would be my last white card on the list, and it's uh, Prava, the Steel Legion. Hey, you still stole it. You stole mine. <laughs> so three. No but problem. But it is a two and white legendary creature, cat soldier for a one and four, and it has as long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus one plus four, and you can pay three and white, create a white, sorry, create a one-one white soldier creature with uh, sorry soldier creature token, and it has partner. And yeah, to me, when I first saw this, I'm already like, oh, this is going to this is going straight into my insert name card here token deck. Mm, to me, Prava is a bit underpowered. As she, okay, she can be in the ninety-nine. I agree, but I don't think she can be a commander. When I saw her, him, I don't know. When I saw this card, I felt that, although I like cats, I felt that this was a very bad card. Really? Okay, for me, okay, uh, I'll straight up say, not commander, not, not a commander card. Like, this card for me will be in the 99 straightforward. Yes, I agree. It should be in the, it, it can be in the 99. It could be in a token deck. Mm. But the prop, it's not even that good in, even in token deck because it says, uh, creature tokens you control get plus one plus four. That's good, mm-hmm. but only if it's your turn. Oh yeah, as long as but at the same time too, right? Uh, I believe like this uh, Prava, like what you what what it wants you to do is that okay, uh, on the end step create a legion of whatever tokens you want, else yeah. tokens, whatever it is, and then when it comes to your turn, uh, you uh, those. Tokens get pumped. They are strong. They have. They're not defense. that strong. They are good defense. Yes, they. Yeah. But they are not that strong. But at the same time, too, when you're building a token deck, don't tell me that you're not ready for this kind of strategy. Like pump them up, do stuff, make them death touch, make them whatever it is. Yes, but the problem that I have with this card is it gives more um, defense than offense. But you could play it in a Celestia deck where you can. Attack with the butt. Yes, I can, but that would be too much setup for just tokens. Yeah, true. So, I agree that is a good card in a ninety nine for a token deck, but it's not that good enough for me to even consider, consider. putting it in any deck. Mm, okay, I see your point, but for me, I feel like on attack it would be something special. We'll see. Well, my next card is the last. It's Radiant Sarah Archangel. It's a very expensive commander with six and a white. It's a six for legendary angel. It has flying and says, tap another untapped creature you control with flying. Radiant, Sarah, Archangel gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. And it has partner. Now, of course, I do not think this is very, very too good. It has a very high CMC. It's a six, it's just a six four. It has a small butt. But, I like how she synergizes with flying creatures and she allows to get, she gets protect, 
uh, she can protect herself from any uh, targeted removal. Of course, um, non-damage based board wipes could kill her, but I think she's uh, good enough to be maybe in the ninety nine of a uh, any of a flying deck, maybe like the blue white flyers. I, I don't know. This what seven total CMC. Yep. Like the seven total CMC is a bit hard for me to swallow because it's huge and the benefit is just there. It's not like game changing, impactful. Wow, must have in that kind of thing. I I I read it and for me it's like it's just okay. Yeah, but I think it could be in the 99, not really as a commander, but it is good enough, in my opinion. Alright, Alright, so the next color we're going in is blue, right? Yep, blue going into blue. So what is your first pick? Okay, so my first pick is going to be uh, Iligeth Crossroads Augur. It is a 4 and 2 blue legendary creature Sphinx for a 5 and 6. So it has flying, and if you would scry a number of cards, draw them. Sorry, draw that many cards instead, and partner. Okay, I can understand why you want this card. Yeah. First of all, it says draw draw that many cards. All right. Yeah, but the thing is, when you think about it, uh, in Magic, there's a lot of scry effects. So basically, what you're doing is, if you cast a preordain, you get to draw three. If you yep. cast a serum visions, you get to draw three as well. Basically, you're turning all those. Um, scry two draw ones into a um, ancestral recall. Yep, yep. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a partner that works well with it. Right? Um, I don't know yet. We'll we we'll, we'll see it later. Yeah. If I, I think I did put it on the list, or maybe not. But if we do, I, I'll just point it out. But yeah, for me, I do like this card because it works well with cards that are already um, sorry cards that exist already. Yes. Uh, remember, there's a Sphinx. I think it's a five CMC. Things uh, I forgot. Uh, it's from Teros. When it attacks, you scry three. Okay, I think I saw that. Yeah. I remember that one. But it's not great, but still. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think Elegaf is good. I agree. It's just that Elegaf has too high of a CMC for me to even consider putting it in for to that much for that little of a value. Really? First off, okay. First off, you need. Uh, let's say you cast Elegaf on turn five with mm-hmm. a ram spell. If your opponent doesn't kill it. Then you you can you get value, but because people know that this is a value engine, people will try to destroy it. Uh, and since it's in true. creature form instead of let's say artifacts, mm. it's easier to kill. Yeah, okay, I, I see what you mean. But to me, I feel like this card is yeah, just great. It's good. It's good. I agree. It's good. So what about you, man? So my one is a very old favorite. It's oh. Sakashima of a thousand faces. I, I didn't put it on my list, but I like it. Yes, I like there's it. A, there's well. a reason why, but you go ahead. So it's a tree and a blue tree one legendary human rogue. Oh, that's 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 the plus over there. You may have Sakashima of a thousand faces enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature you control, except it has Sakashima of a thousand faces other abilities. It ha- uh, the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control, and it has partner. So why I like this card. And why it's on the top of my blue uh, cards to get within uh, Commander Legends mm-hmm. is because it says the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence you control. Mm-hmm. So, first off, I wouldn't, maybe I would play it as a commander, maybe I'll play it as a 99, but you can't deny the legend rule, uh, if the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence you control, then it's gonna be so broken. Mm, not really, because see, here's the thing, with Sakashima, you kind of need to build a deck around the idea. 
So if you build, okay, let's just say you build a clone deck. Yeah. And let's just say Sakashima is in the 99. Mm-hmm. So your deck is kind of really uh, fragile. Let me let me let me paint you a picture. Mm. You know Merrillage, right? Mm. Imagine Merrillage and Vesuva, and then I have a uh, Crucible of Worlds on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Vesuva comes in, copies, um, copies what? What's it name again? No, wait. Testing stage, sorry. Mm-hmm. Testing stage copies, uh, what's it called again? Vesuva? Uh, no. Uh, Merrillage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vesuva dies, creates a Merrillage token. But, because the legend rule doesn't apply, Merrillage is still on the battlefield, uh, the old Merrillage is still on the battlefield. And if I cast, uh, return, that's Testman stage onto the battlefield, I can keep making tokens. True, but at the same time here, when I mean when I say uh, this idea is fragile, uh, let's just say that okay, I have a creature removal, and mm-hmm. I get rid of your uh, what's his name Sakashima. Sakashima, and the legend rules come back into effect. Yes. So that's the danger there. Yes, that's the danger there. I agree, but. The best part about Sakashima is that she is in blue. She or he, he is in blue. So, in blue, there are so many free counter spells. True, true, but see, it's one of those cases where you're setting yourself up for potential failure if this essential combo piece for yourself is gone. So, to me, it's high risk, high reward. If you, yeah. if you build it right and you can maintain the board, that's great. But if somebody messes with the board with an artifact board pipe, exiles everything, yeah. or do stuff with your board, you're kind of screwed. That's essentially the philosophy of Commander. True. But still, uh, to me, I feel this card is great and it's really fun. And uh, it works well in the... Uh, what was the card you tried to build before? Uh, what was it again? Sai? No, no, no. It was in the... Return to Ravnica. No, not Return to Ravnica. One of the sets, the uh, Demir card where you hit. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's the Errata. Errata. Uh, Errata. The, what was it again? I forgot her name, but yeah. Like, that would work well because you don't really care about the legend rule, so you can create three of them, swing at the same time, and then, like, boom, automatically you lose. Not my, no, it's your turn. Yeah, I agree with that, but the problem is I think you're thinking of Sakashima as just commander and without his partner. I'm thinking of the, poten- uh, the potential where there is more than uh, not just Sakashima but with partner. Because, mm. like you said, yes, I agree, Sakashima is very fragile on his own, but the reason why it has partner is so that it won't be fragile on its own and there will be protection. Yeah, so basically, if you partner it up with someone, yeah. uh, it can be at least stable. Yeah. And yeah, let's just say you partner up with another commander, you copy that commander instead. Um, maybe something like a Nekusa effect or something like that. Yeah. So you double the thing. I mean, there's a lot there. And yeah, granted, for me, personally for me, I find it very fragile and dangerous to put all my chips in into this uh, combo idea. But hey, if you manage to do it, and manage to protect it, that's awesome. But if not, then... Eh. You can't say that it's not good just because oh, no, something's I'm, fragile. Yeah, true. Like I mentioned before, I say this card is great. Like, mm. the potential to make something awesome out of it is high. But to me, the risk is so high that I don't dare. That's for me personally. Yeah. 
it doesn't really matter to me because Sakashima is a good card in my oh, opinion. True, true. Yeah, I agree with that. It is a good card, but the build around is very hard. Uh, that's 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 the challenge. Uh, that's the challenge of Commander yeah, trying to build, that. trying to put cards that are not that buildable into buildable card decks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so what's your next card? Okay, my next blue card and last on my list is Siani, Eye of the Storm. Okay. It is a 3 and 1 blue uh, legendary creature, the Jin Monk, for a 3 2 and has flying. And whenever Siani, Siani, Eye of the Storm, attacks, scry. X, where X is the number of attacking creatures with flying. And it partners so well with... <laughs> what was the game again? Uh, Ilgata? Ilgat? I forgot. Uh, the Sphinx. The Sphinx. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot. Ilgat, if I remember right. Uh, Eligash. Eligash. So, yeah, if you have... Let's just say... Okay, <laughs> this is one of those Christmas combo things that I wish could happen, but maybe not. Okay. But... You have 10 creatures swinging in. And then, uh, Siani triggers. Oh, I get to scry 10. Oh, wait, no. I have to scry, I have to draw 10. <laughs> I, I think it's a good combo, but to be honest, I do not like, um, Siani. Yeah. But to me, I, I just like the idea of it in D99. Because, uh, way back when I built a Azurius flying deck. Mm-hmm. And um, the commander was one of two cards. It was a Sphinx, too high, very hard to play around. And it was mm-hmm. the other was Brago. Oh, yeah. And Brago didn't feel like it deserved the deck because I had to build around the idea. It's like, how's it? Um, I built around Brago Flyers. Yeah. But I'm nerfing myself because... In all honesty, I should have built more around Brago. Uh, use his ability, use, um, what you call this, uh, his... Linking effects. To, yeah, and use it to its fullest potential. Yeah, true. But because I wanted to have a flying commander, I nerfed it. Yeah, you, so do, you, you nerfed it. Yeah, so it was kind of a waste. There's a color, multicolor card in here that could be my uh, potential commander, but that's this is point. But yeah, um, for me... Putting this in the 99, swinging in, and then comboing off with uh, Ilgata? Eligeth. Eligeth. It's so much fun. Like, that would be so great. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But I think you, should, you can pair it with Radiant. Radiant? Because they both synergize with uh, flying creatures. Huh? Yeah. So, but um, I think that, that is... Okay. I'm not saying it's bad. No. I, just, I I think there's a lot of potential with that card. You just need to find the correct partner to partner it with mm-hmm. in order for you to um, uh, not just combo, but maybe synergize with it. Mm. Yeah, uh, one of the few things that I did with my Azurius flying deck was draw. Uh, when it, it combos well with Fiden of Tassa. Oh, Fiden of Tassa. Fiden okay. of Tassa and the excellent card, uh, Reconnaissance Mission. Uh, that's uh, Ikoria. Ikoria, sorry. Uh, whenever I hit, I get to draw a card, and since it's flying, people don't people have a hard time blocking. So, uh, th- my idea was okay. Let me hit it and draw cards. But with this guy here, I can, I I can scry X card. So, 
if I'm attacking with five, I can strike five cards, select the one I really need, and put the one I don't at the bottom and draw. That's true. That's true. So, I, I feel like these cards are okay. Like him in the ninety nine is okay, but being a commander itself is one of those things where I say no. Yeah, that's true. Well, so, I my next card is a personal favorite of mine. Hmm. It's called. It's a very very long throwback to Legends. Mm-hmm. It is Ghost of Ramirez de Pietro. Mm. It's a two and a blue, two three legendary spirit pirate. Ghost of Ramirez, uh, Ramirez de Pietro cannot be blocked by creatures with toughness three or greater. So essentially, it will always kill what your it, what is blocked. So and uh, whenever ghost the ghost uh deals common damage to a player. Choose up to one target card in the graveyard that was discarded or put there from a library this turn. Put that card into its owner's hand. Mm. And it has partner. So what I like about this is essentially it rewards players for milling. Uh, for milling your opponents mm-hmm. or milling yourself. And it says put it into put that in put that card into its owner's hand. So let's say I self-mill. I get to put it back into my hand. It's essentially, um, how do I say? It's essentially value, but it's also, uh, rewards you for attacking. That's true, that's true. And, um, I, when I see this card and I saw the name, it's like, oh, this card guy is very specific. So let me go to, um, Starfall and type in Ramirez de Pietro. De Pietro. De Pietro. And then like, ah! It is a old card from Legends. And yeah. what does it say? Ramirez <laughs> de Pietro is a most flamboyant pirate. Be careful not to believe his tall tales, especially when you ask his age. What is his stats, by the way? His stats is a 4 tree for 6 mana. Mm-hmm. 3 a blue and 2 black. And what does his ability like? I mean, this has to be a really awesome card. Yeah, first strike. <laughs> Okay, but in all honesty, it's a pirate. True, but no, here's the thing. Uh, I laugh because oh my god, six cards for for first strike. <laughs> but during back in the days, legends. Uh, I think this is the first time legendary creatures exist. No, it's not the first time. Was it? Uh, but Was it in the legend series, I oh yeah, actually yes, it's the first time legends exist, mm-hmm. and it's the first time multicolored cards were introduced. Yep. And here's the thing, uh, it's funny and whatnot, but I do like how Watsi is bringing back some old cards with flavors in them. Like, okay, how long is it since Legends? Oh, Ramirez is dead. So make him into a ghost. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so I think that's all for the blue session. Yep, yep. Okay, so what about the black ones? What's your first pick? So for black, I, I pick Ermix, uh, Fling, Flinger Treasure. Flinger? The artifact one, okay. Yep. So Fling- filigree, filigree treasure. Filigree, okay, filigree treasure. So it's a two and black legendary artifact creature golem, and it has three two. And it has whenever this card attacks, you may discard a card. See, it works well in yours. Uh, discard a card. When you do, target creature defending player controls gets minus x minus x until end of turn where x is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifacts in your grave so this guy is just an instant kill card it depends but yes it's an instant kill card and what okay if you part if you even if you don't partner up with ramirez you can partner up with the previous card the white card as well yeah the white one the um red back yeah so it works well together 
I mean, okay, uh, Rebet gives you protection, protection from uh, protection artifact, whatever CMCs, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ramirez gives it that okay, you discard a card, you get it back. Yep, but so, I would play with uh, Rebet more. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it works so well. Yes, um, I I agree. It's a good card. It allows you to remove an opponent's card, and it puts and since it's in black, you get to throw cards into the graveyard and maybe reanimate them. True. And here's the thing. Uh, with this, uh, it, as it says, artifacts you control on the board and in the grave. Yep. So if you have Mikosilitis on, yeah, you're just gonna have a great time. And if you can make it attack twice, those creatures on board are no problem anymore. Um, it's hard. So if you want to do that, you have to play. You have to play in red. No, but like I mentioned before, if you want to, so but this is right. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go to my next one. Alright. My, my next one is a personal favorite. It's Faltis, Shadow Cat Familiar. It's a 2 and a black, 2-2 two, two legendary nightmare cat. It says, Commanders you control have menace and death touch, and as partner. Oh. So, I really think this is a really good commander. Uh, it could be in the commander or part of the 99. Because it says, Commanders you control have menace and death touch. Uh, it's one of the only few ones that have two keywords, but it is so good because first off, menace allows you to uh, menace allows you to safely attack through if your opponent only has one creature, mm-hmm. and the death touch uh, in, does incentivizes your opponents not to block you. That's true. That's true. And there are so many other familiars that could pair up with him, like uh, one of the well, one of the best ones I will talk about in a bit is one of the green ones is the uh, I forgot what's the name. Is it the? It's the wolf. It's the wolf beast. Is it from this set? Yes, it's from this set. Ah, Anara Wolfit familiar. Uh-huh. But I'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. But all in all, I think this is a very good card. What about you think? What What do you think about it? Okay, so yes, commander creatures you control have menace and death touch. Uh, it's one of those things where it doesn't really have a powerful impact, especially with how you. Certain playgroup works because I'm noticing our playgroup is specifically more on combo combos rather than attacks. So giving it menace and death touch doesn't really matter. But if you're playing a team style deck, that really works well. Ooh, you can play it with uh, Vice Smasher. Yeah, of course. Vice Smasher does damage, right? Yeah, but it does damage to opponents. Oh, uh, no, death touch. Yes. No, I only use it to the players or. Uh, Planeswalkers. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. Well, um, I still think it's okay. It's an okay card. It has a lot of potential to work around with and you can do a lot of things with Manager and Death Touch. Yep. Especially if your commander swings hard. Yeah, that's true. And it's actually... And yeah, if, if it has trample, it only use one damage to the creatures and it deals uh, the rest true. True, true. Alright. Um... That's your card, right? Or this, yep. is that my card? Oh, that's my this card. My... Okay, so what's your card? So my card would be Tevesh Zat, Doom of Fools. It is a 4 and black legendary planeswalker. And it has 4 loyalty. So this card has plus 2, create a, sorry, create 2, zero, 1 black true creature tokens. And it's plus 1 says, uh, you may sacrifice an, another creature or planeswalker. If you do draw 2 cards, then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. Then, uh, it is ulti or minus 10 
it says gain control of all commanders put all commanders from the command zone into the battlefield under your control and it says you can use it as a commander and it has partner yep so <clears throat> when That's this card came out there was a lot of bruhaha from the community saying oh this card is not fun ban it ban it ooh this card sucks no it doesn't well some of the people who complain say so but honestly it's not that hard to kill off okay the first thing we need to clarify is 10 loyalty is very, very hard for a 4 loyalty planeswalker that just came in. And so you need to activate it, what? Uh, you need to times? activate it at least 3 times and 4 times if you want to include the loyalty, the, the ulti. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, Tempest Zat is a fun commander for me. Fun. But it's not, it's not that broken, it's not that powerful. It, it's ulti needs three turns if if it's just mono black if you're just playing mono black. Okay, let's just let's just let's discuss analyze. this card. Let's just discuss this card. Sure. Uh, by the looks of it, this the wording is powerful, but let's just really look at it because it says that okay, you can pay one to sacrifice another creature or planeswalker. If you draw two cards, draw three so, if it's a commander. Yeah. So. The sec one draw two cards. It's not bad. It's it's not. It's bad. card value. I agree. So basically, let's just say if you're the type of guy who says, okay, I just want to draw cards. So I sec a token creature. I get to draw two cards. It doesn't say anything, right? It just says another creature. So yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So you sec a creature. You get two cards, and you are at five loyalty. You need to do it another five times to alt out. And people say, oh, why don't you just do the plus two? You're losing value. Not really. You get to... you. Okay. Yes, you, you might lose value, but you get blockers. True. But here's the thing. Um, To me, when people are raving around for this card, people say, oh, why don't you just combo it off in blue and then pull out the fish or stingray and then you double the... stuff. The problem is... It takes a lot of mana to do this kind of combo. Yep. And the thing is, even if you get to control all of your commander, opponent's commander, what do you do with them? Yeah. I mean... Okay, yes, you can sacrifice it with Tabesh. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't think so that counts as the commander text going up, right? What do you mean? Because... Uh, no, no, says, no, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. so because you're not even doing that. Uh, you're not even... Sorry, you're not even giving more text or just hindering your opponents from using their commander because if he's in the command zone and he gets pulled out, you're not really casting it. So when it goes back to the command zone, it's still at zero text. Yeah. And to be honest, I just think of Tevezat as a more expensive and jumping jumping more through hoops type of op Nixilis. Mm-hmm. Because but it is cool. It is cool. Yeah, I agree. But... I'm, I won't play it in as a commander at all. You know what? I, when I really think about it, this guy, I, there's no negatives for me for this guy because it's he seems great. He, because he if, seems like If it. you're playing in blue and if you're playing uh, steel type effects, okay, I steal your card, I up uh, Zuts, and I kill off the creature. I get two cards. So at least it's one of those scenarios where, oh, this card's not bad. I can use it as a draw engine. You mm. can, but... All in all, it's 
it's not that I don't think it will be expensive. You can just buy it for cheap. We'll just have to wait and see because the hype is still strong with this one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, what is your uh, black card? Are you done with it? No, I. This is my last one. The, my black card is a throwback from the past. Ah. Sengir, the black, the dark baron. Yeah. So uh, it's good. a four and two black four four legendary vampire noble. It has flying, and whenever another creature dies, put two counter uh, plus one plus one counters on Sengir, the dark baron. And whenever another player loses the game. You gain life equal to that player's life total as the turn began, and it has part. So essentially, Zengir, in my opinion, is a very, very how do I say this? It's expensive. It it does a lot, and it gains you life, but it's a funny card. I uh, like I like it because it's a drawback from the past. Yeah, uh, Baron Sing uh, Singer. Yes, Baron Singer. So essentially, yeah. I think it's a good card, but you have to take note of your opponent's life total at the beginning of turn, which is quite, yeah, quite or, tedious. Or but when you kill them off, something like that. Yeah, yeah. When you kill them off, maybe like when your opponent uh deals a Aether Spear Reservoir, Aether Flux Reservoir on your opponents, and then pew, dies with forty life, and you gain forty. Yeah, if you manage to do that, that's those are magical Christmas night combos. No, no, no. I mean, when your opponent does it to your opponent, yeah, to another opponent, oh, and you yeah, have Sengir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does count that way too, because as long as Sengir is on board, yeah, any death done to an opponent counts. Yep. So yeah, you need to. Yeah, it's tedious, but it's still fun. Yes. Uh, it's not on my list because it's stupid expensive. Yeah. Six CMCs. That's too high. Yep. But I think it's a good commander. In my opinion, because you get to it, it grows as you sacrifice your creatures. It grows as your creatures die. True, but personally, for me, I like the card, but I don't like the CMCs. Mm, it's yeah, the CMC of course is too high. Oh, by the way, uh, it is also a pre-release card. Uh, not really. It's a preview card, I think. Yeah. Preview. What does that say below that? Preview. Preview. Oh, okay. Um, but if you want to compare it, I'm going to compare it to Eligaf because it's also around six six CMC. Oh, so, but this creature is better because it says whenever another creature dies. It doesn't say your, it doesn't say you. It, it's your, another creature. So even your opponents. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it can grow big. So by this point in the game, opponents are wary in terms of what they want to do. Because if they destroy a creature, sack a creature, uh, Sengir will get plus two, plus two. Well, mm. two plus one, plus one counters. Yeah, so I think that's all for my black cards. What about you? So I think I, I'm done with my black cards because well, uh, black's okay. Black's okay. But yep. uh, my card for the red ones are going to be <laughs> Elena Kisig Kisig uh, Trapper. Kisig Trapper, Kisig okay. Trapper. So it is a four and red legendary creature, human scout. It has first strike. Sorry, um, it is a four and three and has first strike and help. Add, among, add an amount of red mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that enter the battlefield this turn. So, Rampant red. Yep. This is not great, but it is. it has potential because if you're playing in green, you pump out a... What, what would you call this? A creature that, has, that is huge. You can tap for red and you get, let's just say, what? Uh, power, right? Uh, equals yeah, to the power, okay. yes. So, usually, uh, when you're playing red-green, you're going to have, what, five, three, four Six. power? 
on average. If you cast this out, you're probably going to get a six mana cost next turn. Yep, yep. So you, you're going to have a lot of mana shifting for you. And if you play with the dragon, I forgot the one dragon that can combo off his stuff. Like, still, that's going to be great. Yeah. I think um, Kesik, uh, Elena has a lot of potential. And she's actually red, ramp in red is not that, how do I say, it's not that uncommon. But ramp in red without that much of consequence is very good. And you know what? This gal is kind of... Uh, the ability here is not a once per turn. Yeah, it's every turn. So basically what you can do is you can untap it, you can tap it again. If you can untap it, you can tap it again. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just say you play in blue. Usually blue are the colors that allow you to tap and tap. Yep. So you pop in one of your Krakens. Uh, the Kraken is an 8, then you tap it to float 8 red mana, you use one of the mana to untap your creatures, then you do it again and again and again and again. And again. I, actually, I actually have a combo with Elena for that, <laughs> but well, I will talk about it later. Okay, so yeah, um, just for the potential of getting red mana, I, I find her great. But honestly, most of my cards, I noticed that they're just in the 1990s. Like, they're not huge commander no I will play as a commander with the green commander right no I'll play with others alright but I think yeah Alina's a good card she's ramped without consequence in red but you need to do a bit of setup for that but Mm. it's good enough it's good so my next card is one of the memeiest cards within the commander legend set it's Rogar son of Rogar I have this one on my list too. <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh, when I saw uh, Son of, I immediately went to check Roga, the, the Ragdos guy. Yeah. So he is a zero mana cost, red, a zero mana cost, not even, he, he doesn't even have mana cost. Zero one legendary Cobalt Warrior. Yeah, and his color identity is red still. Yes, it's still red, but it's zero at CMC. So his. Abilities are First Strike, Menace, and Trample. And it has Partner. So, when people saw this card, it was so meme that my friend took Rogar, son of Rogar, and put it into a type of What do you want? Strength is relative. So, I think this is a really... Okay, people are underestimating this card. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, Rogar... It's so good. First off, it has first strike. It has menace. It has trample. Mm-hmm. If you pair it up in white, you have so many aura, so many uh, equipment you can put on it. I mean, even let's just say not even even in white. Let's just say you put in artifacts or yeah, artifacts. Artifacts are great. Yes. Uh, what was the card? Yeah, the white card just now we talked about where you can automatically attach. Yeah, the and and something. Yeah. So you just attach it. Like okay, uh, what was the hammer again? Hammer. Uh, Sunforger. No, 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 no. The huge S hammer where 10 Colossus. Colossus hammer. Colossal hammer. So, the, the, the idea is turn one, pull this guy out, tap for land, put that card out. Okay, yeah. wait another turn. Um, play Soul Ring, put on white, tap those two, pull that out. Now, <laughs> Commander comes in. <laughs> Whoa! You're swinging on turn two with a 10 10. Look, even I can put it, I can swing it with a 10 10 at turn 2 if I have Sigardus 8 in my hand. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's
and then play next turn I play the hammer and attack. Heck, even if I have Quende on the battlefield that turns first strike creatures into double strike creatures, Rogaf is actually a very okay. Think of Rogaf as a blank slate where you want to write your script on. You can do whatever you want with Rogaf as long as it's in red and you partner him with someone with uh, the the potential color. Here's the thing. In white, there is a legendary creature. It's one cost. Uh, it's a dog. Isamaru. Isamaru. It is a vanilla 1-1. Yeah. And people are going gaga over that card, creating a Voltron-type strategy for that card because what? Uh, it's a 1-1. You cast it on the first turn. You can equip it and swing and stuff. I, I, I got no idea how people do it because uh, there's other one-cost commanders like Reese the Redeem. It's white and green. It's also one. The problem with Reese is that it's a token commander. Everyone knows that it's a token commander. Mm. But with Isamaru, people are like, it's a blank slate. I can do whatever I want with it. True. So this is similar to, uh, what's this? Ro- Rokar? Rogar. Son of Rogar. <laughs> so yeah, you, well, you, you can do anything with this guy because it, it gives you bonus. It's better than Isamaru. Quote unquote better. It is better. It's just one. The attack is zero. So you have to do a bit of work to make it work. Yeah, not even because it's not like you don't have, not gonna have equipment. Yeah, but true. Uh, but still, at least Isamaru can swing with one. But this guy, you have to give it something to at least have a bit of damage. Yeah, but it's good enough. Yeah, true. Oh no, uh, the first strike menace and trample part, that, that's give it value. Yes. Value beyond value. So, what's your next commander? Uh, so, my next commander is <clears throat> Jessica Tries Reborn. And by the way, this is a little throwback to Weather Light. I think so. Um, or is it Urza? Urza, Urza, Urza. She's one of the Titans. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, this card here is a 2 and red, the legendary Planeswalker. And has zero loyalty. Oh no, that's bad. No, it's not. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Jessica tries reborn, enters the battlefield with a loyalty counter on it for each time you cast your commander from the command zone this game. So basically, you cast it first time, you get one, then second time, two, and so on. But you have to remember, every time you recast it, you get two commander attacks. Yes. So anyway, um, the first ability is plus zero. Choose target creature until your next turn. If that creature would deal combat damage to one of your opponent, it deals triple that damage to that player instead. Yeah, so it's essentially the the enchantment, the enchantment effect. That's it. Um, I forgot. Deals triple damage. Uh, from quarter twenty one. Right? Yes, quarter twenty one. So yeah. So what about the next ability? So the next ability is minus X. Jessica tries reborn deals X damage to each of up to three targets. So this one is a bit iffy, like you need to gain more loyalties to use it, but it says uh, it deals up to three targets. It doesn't say what kind of targets. So if you have, let's just say, 10 loyalties, if you manage to get 10, uh, you minus 10, you do. 10 damage to each of your opponents. Yeah. And that's already dangerous there too. Now, you need to read um, Jessica really properly because it says 
for each time you cast a commander from the commands mm-hmm. of this game. So it doesn't really say just her. You can cast Rograf. Oh. oh, I forgot. I haven't done yet. Uh, uh, can be commander and has partner. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's one thing. Uh, it says, tries to go enters the battlefield with a loyalty counter on it for each time you cast a commander. So yeah. So yeah, that's um, essentially what the game changer. It allows you to um, cast your commander and then you can get more um, loyalties on Jessica without even um, casting Jessica. Or you could just use the previous red card we're talking about. Well, which one? Oh yeah, Rograk. Yeah, zero coming. Yeah, Rograk. I'm, I'm thinking about Rograk, but um, mono red on with mono red, n- not yeah, really that. But still, it's zero. You pull it out so many times. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. But yeah. I digress. So I think I agree. It's a very good card. Uh, what do you think? I like it. Uh, the potential to do a lot of funky stuff is there. Even if you're not using it as your commander, it's still good in the ninety nine. But it's not great. Well, actually, I think it's a good commander because you can pair it up with a green card mm-hmm. and then you choose a green, a big green creature and you do the triple the damage. Let's say you have a green color infect card mm-hmm. and you do triple the damage. Triple infect. Mm-hmm. Well, I digress. Well, yeah, what's your next... Uh, oh, wait, it's my it's turn. turn. Alright, so <clears throat> my next card is one of the guys... Okay, so who has blue, who, who has no thumbs... And always bets. This guy. So it's Crack the Thumbless. <laughs> it's a 1 in a red 2-2 two, two legendary goblin wizard. He's a wizard. He should be a goblin gambler. Mm. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win the flip, copy that spell and you may choose new co- targets for this copy. Uh, and it has partner. Okay, uh, listen, I, I'm a bit confused with this card at first because when I first read this card, it says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return the spell to its owner's hand. So does that mean the card is still... Cast? No, it doesn't resolve. It's, it, has, it's, 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 it counts in the stone count, mm-hmm. but it returns back to your hand and doesn't resolve. Oh, so uh, how does that work again? Because uh, when you, let's just say you cast a divinity... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of draw three cards, right? Yeah. Uh, divinity, yeah, uh, two cards. Okay, so you cast a divinity. So, okay, I cast this. So, this one checks and triggers this? Yes, this one checks and triggers, unless you have other triggers, which you can choose um, however to put it on. But then, um, if let's say you only have crack, uh, uh, crack's ability, then you flip a coin. Mm. And if you will lose that flip, the spell doesn't resolve and returns back to your hand. Oh, okay, so basically what it's what it's doing is uh, I cast Divinity, then Carrick triggers. Uh, now I flip a coin. If I lose the flip, card doesn't resolve, but it still counts as my cast cost. As you, as, as you cast it. So let's say there's a Eidolon of the, the Eidolon that doesn't allow you to cast more than one spell per turn. Oh. You cast that, and if it's returned, you can cast a spell anymore. Ah, alright, right. Yeah, so I think... Um, I like the card really, really much because, uh, well, I'm Chinese, I gamble. <laughs> but, so. s- but still, um, this card here, uh, I would say it's, it has history because... Crack's thumb. Uh, Crack, it's not only that, he has his own gang. Oh because, yeah, Crack has his own gang. Yeah, because 
is he's part of the uh, C, uh, KCI, uh, or better known as Crackland Ironworks. And this sets like, okay, you got a uh, Crackland engineer, uh, Crackland grunt, and so on. And yeah, he has his own group. You you can build a commander deck around this guy, including all of his stuff. I don't think that's much, to be honest. Yeah, that's, I, not, so that's all you can. <laughs> yeah, but all of them care about artifacts, which is weird since Crack cares about um, incense and sorceries. Yeah, but I think the idea for this one, in all honesty, is just to... Uh, no, sorry. The idea for this guy was just about his thumbs. Yeah, true. Because uh, Crack's thumb is a two-legendary artifact. Sorry, two-cost legendary artifact. And he says, if you would flip a coin, instead flip two coins and ignore one. Yeah. And the silver border from the un- unsets. unsets says, uh, it says, Crux under thumb. Two. It's the same two mana. Yeah, legendary artifact. It says, if you would roll a die, instead roll two dice and ignore one of the results. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think crack is good. It's just that it's very risky. You have to believe in your own luck. Yeah, I, I would say sleeve it with Crack's thumb so you get double the effect. So. No, no. You're not Chinese enough you use Crack's thumb. <laughs> you have to. No, you don't. I'm, he's thumbless. <laughs> so that's why you have to put his thumb back in. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> okay, but uh, still, it is an interesting fascinating card. Yeah, so what's your next one? Mine is Kedis Emberclaw Familiar. It's a one and red. Legendary creature, Elemental Lizard, for a 1-1. And it says, whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. Uh, and it has partner. Yeah, okay. I can agree that this is a very good card. So this guy here, he is so good that you don't really need to put it in the command zone. He's great in the 99. And here's the thing. Um, in <laughs> um, Time for Backstory... Uh, right now, in Alexander Bookstore, we're running our Commander League. league. And last week, the league team was uh, Alara. And Commanders... Well, build Commanders using Alara cards, if you want. And I built Progenitus. Progenitus is a Uber times 2. 10-10. Protection uh, from everything. Yeah. So that card there is just... So big, so huge, so wow. Like, oh my god. That's that's strange. That's wow. So what he wants to do is put Kedis in there so that he can do 10 damage to each opponent. But the thing is, you don't really deal 10 commander damage to each. It's just uh, 10 commander damage to the first. But the other two will get the effect damage. Doesn't really care because you just do do, uh, do damage three times, and it, uh, three times and your opponents die. True. So yeah, at least this will give them a panic. And since it has protection from everything, <laughs> there's nothing stopping me. That's true, that's true. Well, but, but what do you think of this guy? Because I, I like this guy. I would pair this with Timna. Because it says that commander deals that much damage to each other opponent. So uh, It's if combat I damage, by the way. It doesn't matter. As long as it deals combat damage, then you deal more damage with that commander. So it Essentially, if you have Timna that has lifelink, you mm. gain more life. So I would pair this with any uh, lifelink uh, partners or maybe in, in the 99 as a, with any lifelink commanders. Because 
you can never have enough life. Yeah, I mean, this guy here works well if you can manage to infect your commander. Yeah. Like, if you are at the sweet spot of killing someone, and if this guy's out, you manage to kill all of them. Because the wording and the phrase here is really important. Because mm-hmm. it says, uh, uh, whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other. So that considers to... Does it count as commander damage? No, commander damage always says combat damage. Yeah, but this is whenever... It deals that much combat. damage, it's already effect damage. Uh, okay, but still... Uh, when you swing in with infect, that does work. If you have infect, yes. True. So if you have skid, if you have, if you play skidrex, then yes, yeah, it so, deals. Still, um, I I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. Yeah. I will, I will also uh, pair it up with Bruce Bruce Tarl, mm. Boorish Herder, since it deals double double strike and gives lifelink to itself. Yeah. It can. So yeah. I think yeah, Candice is very really good. It's one of the be- better uh, familiars in the set. Mm. And. Uh, well, what's your list? What's, what's your okay, list? Okay, um, this one's I think it's gonna be my last one. It oh. is Dargo, the Shipwrecker. Uh, I saw this guy and I thought like, hey, this guy's interesting. It's not. It's not that it's, he's interesting, but he is really, really easy to cast. Really? Yeah, he's a six and a red seven five legendary giant pirate, and it says, as an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice any number of artifacts and or creatures. This spell costs two less to cast for each permanent sacrifice this way, and two less to cast for each other artifact and or creature you sacrifice this turn. And as trample and partner. Mm. So what I like about this card is that it doesn't just limit yourself to sacrificing your own uh, sacrificing your creatures when you're casting him. You can already sacrifice your creatures like we're using Ashton's Altar, mm-hmm. and you already have two mana, and it costs two less because you sacrifice another creature this turn. So essentially, you already, you already have four four of for his mana cost, mm-hmm. and then you just need to cast another uh, three more. So essentially, you let's say you turn turn four, you cast this out, uh, cast Dargo out. I really, I really think Dargo has a lot of potential as a Voltron commander. Yeah. And I remember when I was reading this guy, uh, his partner will work well with Malcolm. Malcolm. Keen Eye Navigator because uh, okay it's not on the list but we just have to point out because it works well yeah uh, so Malcolm here is a 2 and blue uh, legendary creature siren pirate and has 2-2 two, two, and so has flying uh, and whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to your opponent you create a treasure token for each opponent that damage damage so if you if you do three damage, uh, if you do damage to all three of your opponents, you get three treasures. Doesn't count, uh, like if you swing two to one. No, you don't get two. You still only get one. Yeah, so it works well because if you swing three pirates, and if I'm not mistaken, most pirates are unblockable. Right? It depends. Not all, and pirates are aren't really that unblockable. Rogues are the ones that are unblockable. Okay, but still, uh, if you have this guy, you create treasures. You can get the discount and so on. Yep. And then you can sack the treasures to cast Dargo. Yep. Get more mana, get uh, discount himself. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I really think Dargo is a really, really uh, cheap commander to cast. But in the 99, it would be even better in a Rakdos deck. Oh, yeah. Rakdos oh, Sacrifice. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, for me, I, I, I see this guy's interesting, but it's not all. Oh. It's all for me because I can play in Kobo. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, that's, uh, I'm, that's I'm done with red. You're done with red? Yeah, I'm done with red. Okay, so we're back. 
And what do you think? Uh, what's your green pack? Okay, so I, I think we'll do it at uh, monocolor and we'll continue next week with multicolors and uh, what you call this? The legend, the non-legendaries. Yes, because um, if we were to go on and on and on, this would be too long. Yes. So anyway, uh, you were talking about Wolf, right? Yes. So it's on my list too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, it's Anara Wolves Woolwit. Woolwit. Oh, sorry. Uh, this card is not English? Wait, no, I don't understand. Why? It is English. It's Woolwit. This says world. This one says Woolwit. It's Woolwit. Yeah. It, it doesn't say world. Oh, it's, it's Woolwit. Woolwit familiar. Okay, Woolwit familiar. So anyway, it is a tree and green legendary creature wolf beast for a 4-4. And it says, as long as you call, sorry, as long as your turn, as long as it's your turn, Commanders you control have indestructible. So that is great. Yes. That is really good. And then it has partner. So it's not that huge. But still, this card is just really good. But bro, it's a 4-4 four, four, for 4. And it has indestructible when it comes in. Yep. And it technically is not great in the 99. You really need one. You really want it to be in the command zone. Not really. You can, it can be in the 99. Yeah, but if you bought white or something, it'll die too. Yeah, true. But yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and like I said, it could be played with the other card. The, the one with the, yeah, the, the cat. cat. A cat dog. Yeah. So essentially, uh, what, what you can do is you can swing without, uh, when you, when you have Anara and the cat on the battlefield, you can swing in both of these without any consequence. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then, uh, they have to block with two more creatures because Commander has Menace. Yes, and it has Indestructible, so it won't die even if you, uh, even if they chump block. Yeah, even if they, even if they block with big things, they die because it has Death Touch. Yeah, unless it's uh, Eldrazi, but I digress. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it's good. It is very good yeah. with um, certain Commanders. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I personally, for me, don't own the two color pairings, so I got no idea what would be great with, so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no worries. There's, there's a lot. You can think about it afterwards, but. How about you? What is your green list? Ah. Mine is a, tro- mine is a very good throwback. It's Kamal, Heart of Koksa. Mm. Okay, it's a very expensive one with 6 and 2 green. It's a 5 5 legendary human druid. And it says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, creatures you control get plus 3 plus 3 and trample on the end of turn. Um, and you can pay 1 in the green. And it says, until end of turn, target land you control becomes a 1-1 elemental creature with Vigilance, Indestructible, and Haste. It is still a land. And mm-hmm. you, it has partner. Mm-hmm. So I think this doesn't even need to be with any other creatures. It can be its, its own commander, but that mana cost is uh, something to be desired. Yeah, I mean, it's a cost. Okay, yeah. people will say, oh, you're playing green, so you have all the ramps. Um, yeah, you have all the ramps, but you really want... You really want to save mana to do other stuff. And you really want to pull up your commander early. Well, actually, for me, I could actually play this with the red, the, the other red commander, um, Al- Alina. Alina. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because Alina allows you, helps you ramp out, um, Krosa. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, Come out, sorry. Yeah. It really asks you to get what, uh, it, it, it can only pay for uh, the colorless and it really don't allows you to do the green. Yeah, but... And do you do something like that? Okay, I can see it if you play an untapper. Mm-hmm. So you tap for three, 
you untap it and then tap for three again and then play the two greens, yes. But in all honesty, you really need to pull out a creature that's huge. Let's say say five. Yeah. Then you'll have to just pay three to pull him out, yeah. which is not bad. But in all honesty, not my card. Like I, I, I don't feel like he is. The reason why I like this card is because it can, it can. Okay, first off, if you have let's say something like a Zendikar Resurgent on the battlefield yeah. with it, and all your mana is on tap, and if your opponent arm against you, you just turn it on to creatures with indestructible. True, true. But in all honesty, I do like the previous one better. Uh, by the way, there's two versions of this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fist of Proxa. Yeah, the Fist of Proxa. So, <clears throat> uh, Kam- Kama, Fist of Proxa is a legendary creature, human druid. Uh, also, it's, uh, it's CMC 6, uh, 4 and 2 green, for uh, 4 3. And it says, pay green, target land becomes a 1 1 creature until end of turn. It's still a land. And it says, pay 5. 2 and 3 green. Creatures you control get uh, plus 3, plus 3 and gains trample until end of turn. So, uh, why I like this guy better is you can target land and becomes a 1-1 one, one creature until end of turn and still land. So, if your opponent does a board wipe and you have a lot of green mana, you can tap those mana to choose his lands to become creatures and it gets board wipe too. Yeah. But, after knowing that you have the uh, what was the cat again, Yorel? Um, Yorel. Yorel, the the yeah, Yorel, Yorel. Yeah. After I heard that Yorel is much better, I, I felt like that's much better because all you have to do is pay three discard card or pay one discard card. Pay three, tap it, discard two cards. Yeah, and then all of target opponents land are creatures, so it's much cheaper that way, and you don't really need to do much work. Yeah, and. Um, unlike the new Koksa and uh, the new Kamal, the new Kamal gives indestructible, while the old one doesn't. Only for your lands. Uh, oh yeah, target you land, then you control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But all in all, I think it's a fun card to play and try to build around. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's interesting. It's interesting. But the it's better than the previous Kamal Fit Fighter. That card is just a big no. No, 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 no. That that card is good. You know really? why? It's why? good because the art is good. I mean, the art it's is just good. it's just a meme. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, Kamal Pit Fighter is a four and two red legendary creature, human barbarian. It has six and one, which is huge. But the problem is, it's a six and one, and you you have to tap and attack it. And oh god. Anyway, uh, it has haste and tap. Kamal Pit Fighter deals three damage to target creature or player. And you target, yep. basically. But do you know why I like this card? Why? Because this card is a story. Ooh. It's a story with a Kamal. So essentially he was a berserker and then he turned into a... Druid? Well, semi-Druid. Mm-hmm. Because he uh, went and um, became Krosa's... Um, he became Krosa's disciple. With, I forgot, one another guy. I forgot who, who it was. But it... Uh, he he and he and he and another guy uh, became close as disciple. He became calmed down, and he now defends the forest. Mm-hmm. You can see that in uh the Dominarian card, a uh, Cro Cro uh, Crocs uh Kamal's Druidic Vow. Yeah, and the flavor text says centuries ago a barbarian laid his rage into rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So wait, 
the red card is first and then change to the green card. Yes. Ah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Flavor wise, so, yes. Yeah, flavor wise, I like it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what's your next green card? So, next, my next green card, let's see. Uh, my next green card is Elena Kersig. What is it again? Kersig Ranger. Ah, that one. It is a tree and green legendary creature, human archer, and it has three and four. It has reach, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. When you do, target creature deals damage equals to its power to target creature. So essentially, it's a fight commander. Almost fight commander. Yep, almost fight. But it doesn't fight back. Yeah, it's a new damage commander. Yep. So here's the thing. Uh, this pairing, or this card, is pretty okay. Uh, it does what... Uh, it does pull in something, and you can make it fight with another. And if you can have death touch on your creature is an instant kill card yeah which is why I'm thinking of putting it with the cat sure. so if you cast the, the the cat and then you just put pay 2 you do the cat use death touch damage to your opponent's creatures and it dies true true yeah but um, I think it's a good card I think it's a good very good card in one of the 99 there was a there was a card that says uh, deal damage to opponent's uh, creatures but I forgot yeah, but still, uh, you can do a lot of things with this one. Yeah, there's a lot of shenanigans with it. Yeah, it says when it comes into the battlefield. So, uh, when you do when you're in combat, you can flash in something, and yeah. then it auto fights. Yeah, true, true, true. So, um, for my next card, it is what? Well, finally they printed this card. Mm -hmm. It's Kodama of the East Tree. So it's a four and two green six six legendary spirit. It has <laughs> reach. <laughs> Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability, you may put a permanent with equal or lesser CMC from your hand onto the battlefield. And it has partner. Ah, yes. Yeah, so this one, this this is one of those cards where... What does this say? By the way, this is also my card on the list. Ah, nice. Okay, so I like this card for two reasons. First off, it has reach. Uh, if mo uh, season, season, season players will remember that there's a card, a sorcery, that's two and a green, that is named Kodama's Reach. Ah, yes. So yeah, it's a meme there. Okay, yeah. but the second thing is like, I like the second ability. It says whenever another permanent ETB is under your control and it wasn't used, uh, put in with this ability, you may put another permanent with the same, uh, with the same or lesser CMC with it. So let's say I have this on battlefield and I play a land. Mm -hmm. Then I can put another land on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And then let's say I play a let's say I, let's say I play a man of war. I can put in another land on the battlefield and then I bounce back my man of war. Mm -hmm. I mean the the most obvious tell is uh this this card. Okay. Uh, Sorry about that. Anyway, uh what I was saying. Yes, you, the the basic thing you can do here is just play evolving wilds. Evolving wild comes in, you play another land. And then you tap Evolving Wild, sack it to play another land from the deck coming down. Ooh. Then you can play another land. So that turn you just put down one, two, three lands. And well, yeah, no, four lands, but one is tapped because of Evolving Wilds. Yeah, but if you, mm. the land that you put in are fetch lands, mm. you can keep doing it. So, 
There is a limit to what you can do because uh, you can play lands from your hand and then put lands from any zero CMCs to your yeah. deck. I mean, if you play if, land, there's zero, and then you put down another one for zero, and then technically what you can do, there's still a lot, but no, uh, this guy is pretty cool. Like, if you put down a 12... Doesn't say CMC, right? Nope. It says CMC, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, if you put down a 5 cost something, 5 cost permanent, you can put another 5 and lower permanent. Yeah. So, that's this guy's cool. This guy's really cool. Okay, so actually what I'm thinking of is this. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you play all the fetch lands, all 10 in a... No, wait, not, not all 10. Maybe um, 6 of them in there? Mm-hmm. And including prismatic vista, evolving wild, something like that. Mm-hmm. What you can do is, if you play that, you, if, you, if you play one the evolving wilds first, mm-hmm. you can put in your fetch land, and then you can sack the fetch land, and then you can you get a new land in. Mm-hmm. And after you put the new land in, you can put the land from your hand into the battlefield, and then you can keep doing it with your fetch lands. Yeah, but uh, that's if you get enough lands to do the thing. There is a there is a card that allows you to put lands into your hand. Nelia's intervention. Yeah. It says X and two green. It's a, it's a, it's a sorcery. And it says, um, search your library for up to X land cards, reveal them and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Okay. But so basically, it's, it says land cards, not basics. So mm-hmm. you can put it back, put, uh, the fetch lines into your hand, then you can just do it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I was thinking about when I first saw Kodama. Which is uh, okay. a really, really funny, small combo. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, there, there's another one that I was thinking of. Give me a second if I can get this out. But yeah, um, this can work really well in a Golos deck, especially if you're playing Golos lands. And uh, Golos is on board. You have Kodama of the East Reach. East, <laughs> East Kodama of the East, uh, I think. Kodama of the East Tree. Okay, Kodama of the East Tree. And you play with this one spell card that's in the commander set. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a 9 CMC card and it allows you to look for 10 lands tap. 10 lands tap. Oh, the new one. Is it? Yes. Uh, it's reshape the earth. Reshape the earth, yes. So the, the idea there is if you have, let's just say how unlucky you are, you have 10 lands. And this is here. You you managed to get mana. You managed to get two of your things out. You can play reshape the earth, put ten permanents or ten lands in, and then you put another ten land on. And then if you're playing with uh this this card combos well with uh what you call this landfall. It really works well with landfall yes. if you go for that route. Yes. But, um, okay, something about uh, Reshape the Earth. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify to people that Reshape the Earth is not a ramp spell. Yeah, it's not a ramp spell. Reshape the Earth is a freaking finisher. If you can't win when you cast a Reshape the Earth, it's better that if you do not put that in your deck. You can't really win. You can. It's coming in tap. You can. The thing is, if it comes in tap, you, there are ways to bring make it untapped. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're talking about the amulet of vigor, that's another story. But still, yes. But if you can't win with reshape the earth, seriously, don't put that in your deck. I I don't know. I mean, what what finisher can you think of 
First off, Mises N. Uh, yes, Mises N. Yeah, that works. That works. Yep, 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 yep. Second off, Avenger of Zendikar. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, um, true, true. But in a Golos deck, like I mentioned before, uh, Golos land deck works well with this. And, well, I think we're already eating up for next week's team. Yeah. But still, uh, this card is great. And like Wilson say, you can do a lot of things. And if you're playing in a landfall deck, yes. But no, we're talking about Kodamas of the Eastern Tree. Of the East Tree. Yeah. So, uh, that card is good. Yeah. That card is good. So, what's your next pick? My next pick, let's see if I have any. Uh, no, that's done. I'm done with that. Kodama was my last card on green. Oh, and do you know, mm-hmm. uh, a bit of trivia, do you know that this Kodama of East Tree is, uh, fin- finishes the cycle of Kodama? Mm, not really. There's still one more Kodama that's... No, 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 no. Really? All the Kodamas are already out. This is the last one. Mm, I think. Wait, there's wait, wait. no West oh. Tree, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. Damn it. There's no West Tree. I thought it was a West Tree. That's a center. Yeah, Why yeah. is there a center tree and no West? I, I don't know. But, uh, yes. Um, like we mentioned before, Kodama here is a set from the Kamigawa set. And there's Kodama of the center tree. Kodama of the east tree, which is this one. Kodama, Kodama of the, the northern tree. Kodama of the south tree. And then there's Kodama's Might and Kodama's Reach. So... We got no idea what the last Kodama is going to look like. We, we do hope that it comes out soonish. Maybe in a Kamigawa set from the future. Return to Kamigawa. Hopefully. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, we are going back to Kamigawa. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's, cool. Uh, but it's a cyberpunk Kamigawa. What? I'm not kidding. It's already announced. Oh. Uh, leaks are, leak, there are leaks, but I don't know what's more than for you. Wow. Okay, so uh, Kamigawa... 2044? 2077? I think so. And then it's going to be delays? Uh, 2022, I think. <laughs> they said 2022. Oh, you missed the joke. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Cyberpunk, I know. <laughs> but, uh, they actually wrote 2020. Mm. 2022, I think. Ah, alright. But still, um, that's the list for this one. Uh, next will be, is that all for your game? Yes, that's all for my game. What about uh, you? I'm done too. But you know, next week we'll do cover a bit of the multicolors because for me, this is my list. I need to stream it. <laughs> yeah, why not we just talk about half of it? Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah, well, why not? Yeah, so that we can uh, speed up the next 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 video. Alright, so okay. Um, all right, looks like we're going to multicolors. Alright. So, my multicolor is Kenji Skywarden. Yeah, I know you go, that, go for that. <laughs> anyway, it's a tree and white blue. Legendary Bird Wizard, and it has uh, and it's a tree tree. It has flying and vigilance. It has whenever King Sky Warden attacks, attacking creature with flying gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. Uh, and it's same for defense. So this would be great in the flyers deck. Yes, when I saw first saw that one, I was like, mm, yeah, Norman will want this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have to see. Uh, stop him from getting it. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Like, what, what do you seriously think about this one? It's a good, it's a good, it's a good commander. But I think the Jin is better. But this is good. This is good. It it gives uh protection from block when you're blocking. It gives you it gives you pump uh pump from when you're attacking. It also has flying and it has vigilance, so it can um pump itself when attacking. It can bl- also block at the same at the same time. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's not 
great. Here's the thing: it's not a great must-have card. No, it's, it's yeah, it's a you know, it's a must-have card if you're playing a flying mattress deck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what that's what I'm going to go with next because if you're playing in a normal game without any teams or anything like that, it's not a very good card. Yes, it is it, is an anthem that is specifically for the situation. Like if you're attacking, then it gets the boost. If you're defending, then it gets the boost. Yeah, that's true. So it's not great. But in terms of teams, this is a good flyer deck. Yeah, it is. So what about you? Okay, so for my next one, <laughs> it's such a mean. So mine is Opeka, Brute Chronologist. Okay. It's a one blue, black, and red, three, four legendary ogre wizard. It only has one ability, but that ability is freaking important. Mm-hmm. It says tap. The player whose turn it is may mm. end the turn. So, what this this has infinite possibilities. It's in terms of dealing and wheeling because uh, yes, it's a me when yes, in terms of dealing and wheeling, it's so good. Let's say your opponent is attacking your po- uh, op- uh one of your other opponents for lethal. Mm-hmm. You can deal with them. Let's say. You want me? You want me to stop? You want me to let you live? You can, uh, you can activate Obeka, and your opponent can choose to end the turn. But it's the player's whose turn is it? Oh yeah, then I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm so, so it's, sorry. It's not. It's not. But yeah, I I do I, I do understand uh, and I do get the idea. Okay, let's just say this. Uh, your opponent here has milled out because of an effect. Ah. So the flow goes untap upkeep, upkeep when you upkeep. You you choose uh, you activate Obeka and they pick the oh yes please I will end the turn yes but um the reason why I really like this card is because it this uh makes the return uh end of the, uh, at the end beginning of the next and next end step uh, triggers go away yeah true but it's, for yours it's yeah you you can pick yourself too if you want to this is what this um discontinuity on a body yes almost there. Yeah, this continuity on your body. It's a main effect. So if it's your turn, you may end the turn. Yeah. So you you most probably end it on your turn. Mm-hmm. Because I I like this card because it really pairs well with one of the other new legendaries, um, in this set. But I'll tell I'll, I'll talk about it in a bit. Mm. Also, uh, Obeka was a pick from one of our uh group members in uh, uh the it? Alex group. Who? Uh, it was Matthew. He said. Uh, this card and another card. Okay, sure. So what, the other card was something else. I forgot. It was a blue card. Yeah, I forgot. But still, uh, he said that this card is one of those cards that is really interesting to talk about. Yeah, true. So what's your next pick? So my next pick will be Jury Master of the Re- Reviewer? Review. Review. Oh no, I know, I know, I, it's John again. Yes. So let's see. Uh, Re- Jury is a black and red Rakados for uh, she is a legendary creature, shaman, human shaman, for a 1-1. One, one. And then it says, whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a plus one plus one on jury master of reviewer. When jury dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So, at first it's not that great as a commander. In honesty, no, I won't put it as a commander. But I'll put it in the 99. And yeah, in your Judith deck. Yep. See, uh, when you do the combo to sacrifice something and it says sacrifice a permanent so even if you sacrifice a land 
land treasure. Uh, treasure. It doesn't, or, it doesn't say token, so... Yeah, so it, it says a permanent. So if you sacrifice a permanent, you get the plus one, plus one. And if you sacrifice her to kill off something or to do a huge damage to someone, and then let's just say this. Uh, Nif, uh, Nif Death Mental? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you attach Nif Death Mental to it, you create a bunch of treasures, sack it, do the combo, do the whatever it is, then you stack up 10, 20, whatever. Then you sack her to the whatever combo thing you have. Mm. Deal the damage to an opponent, pay the four, attach it to it again and repeat. Yeah, that's true. That's good. So, yeah, this is magical combo Christmas land thingy, but that's how I look at it. True, true, true. What about you? Like, do you agree? Like, um, what do you think? I just think it's going to be a 99. It could be a very good removal spell. It could be a very good sack. Um, it could be a very good value engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good card. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't put it as a commander, no. but yeah, it, it could be in a 99. But here's the thing. Uh, it says whenever you sacrifice a permanent. And yeah. whenever you sacrifice a permanent, meaning you, if you do the fetch land thingy, it works. Yeah, yeah. It, it only wiles. Yeah, I agree. Which is why I said it's quite good. Mm-hmm. I've seen the, com- I've seen these kind of combos in, um, um, standard. So yeah, I can, I agree it's good. What about you? Um, for my next one. <laughs> Okay, uh, I will clash with you. I no, know. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I'll, I'll go with the no, other because, one I want. Go ahead, man. Like, uh, I, I don't really mind because it's one of those things where uh, if we think the same, that means it's good. No, no, no. You, you, you can say it. I'll, okay. I'll just put it in later. But I'll, I'll talk about the other one that I really, really, um, really like. It is Jarek Carthalian. True mm. hair. So it's a, what, a red, a green, and a white tree tree. Hu- legendary human warrior. Okay, welcome back. I'm really sorry about that. So, uh, it's a legendary human warrior, and it says when Jared Catalian, uh, true hair enters the battlefield, target opponent becomes the monarch, and you can't become the monarch this turn. And it says if damage will be dealt to Jared Catalian while you're the monarch, prevent that damage and put that many plus one plus one counters on it. So, this is a quite, how do I say this? It says he's the true hair, yet he gives the monarch to someone else. Because it's flavor-wise, because he's yeah. the true heir, so if somebody else is the monarch, those are false kings, and he's going to chase them down and get rid of them. Yeah, that's true. I'm here for what's mine. Mm-hmm. And in the history of um, magic, he's only been mentioned once. In terms of flavor? In terms of flavor. Oh. It's a flame of fists. Oh. If I remember correctly. Oh no, wait. Fist of Flames? Yeah, Fist of Flames. Yeah, Fist of Flame. It's, he is a, is a one, one in a, uh, red instance that, uh, from Modern Horizons that says draw a card until end of turn, target creature gains trample and gets plus one plus zero for each card you draw this turn. And then it says down there, fire has always been my most faithful companion, uh, uh Jared Catalion. So uh, after I saw that card, I was like, who the hell is this? Yeah, and there's not even much backstory for this card. Yeah, and I do wonder which plane he's from. And he likes, and he looks like Kevin Sorbo from Hercules. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and is that a dark blade? No, 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 that's not dark blade. I, I, I checked, I, I, I checked, um, um, black, black blade, mm-hmm. but it's not black blade. Okay, so this guy is pretty interesting. Uh, if you, if damage should be dealt to Jared, while you're the monarch, prevent that damage and put. That many plus one plus one counters on it. So yeah, this, this is this guy's cool. This guy's cool. He is a strong guy. Like, yeah. Swing in. 
people block, oh, I don't get damage, I get plus one, plus one. I'm strong. Yeah, but you, the problem with this is you can't become the monarch this turn. No, well, see, if you flash it in. Yeah, that's the thing. I was thinking of that as well. If you can flash it in, you can, like with Eva or something, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can wait for it, you can yeah. just attack immediately during your turn. True, true. And, yeah, uh, obviously, if somebody is, well, you always could give it, uh, give monarch to the person with no creatures or, the less defense. Yeah. So, what's your next card? Uh, I think we shall stop it here because uh, it's getting late and we've been running quite long. Yeah, true. So, let's get on to the next... Um, what's the next okay. next section? Yeah. Uh, next. next topic will be... I don't know. I don't have a combo of the day. Do you have any? Okay. So, the combo of the day today will be Infinite Combat. Mm. So, you guys all know uh, there is this card called Savage Vetmore. Uh, old commander players would know. So it's a four and a red and a green for a four four creature dragon. It has flying and says whenever this card attacks, add um, tri- triple red and triple green to your mana pool. Until end of turn, this mana does um, t- uh, empty from your mana pool as step and phases end. So the next card it, uh, that combos with this is aggravated assault. It's a two and a red uh, enchantment, a red enchantment that says uh, you may pay three and uh, two red. Untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Play this ability only anytime you could play a sorcery. So, yeah, basically you're getting six mana. And no, you will get infinite one green mana or red mana. Or yeah, infinite mana. green and red. If you can keep uh, comboing with this. Okay. And if you keep, but why would you need infinite mana when you can just swing with uh, the, the red mana? And yeah, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty cool combo to do something. And you know what? This also works with uh, the girl. Yeah, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah. It also works with Elena, uh, Kesik Trapper. But uh, the problem with Elena is that you... Oh, doesn't see. Oh. Because there's an original main phase, so you manage to do anything you want. So, remember, let's just say uh, you have Savage Even More come down. So that's already a 4. Uh, you tap for the 4, you can cast a gravitated assault. Oh, so then, basically if you have a 6-5 mana or six, a 5 power or 6 power creature, you can get a infinite mana. Yep, yep. And then uh, you will always get more creatures down. And let's just say you discard anger into the grave. So all of your creatures will have haste. Yes. So that way you can just attack, get mana, use aggravated assault, and then Put more creatures down. Put more creatures down. Put, uh, what was her name again? Tap her to get more mana. Put down, put down, and so on. Like, there's always, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, even, you can even put Pyrexian Revoker, one mana, 12, 12, and you get 12 mana. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So I think that's all for the combo today. Mm-hmm. So let's move to the end step. Yep, yep. So, uh, well, this week, there's nothing much, um, yeah, there's nothing much. I, I did nothing of consequence. What about you? Um, not oh, really. Oh, by the way, how's your study? Like, I remember you had the exam. Oh, yeah, it's good. I, I did well. Yay! Hopefully. <laughs> I'm waiting for the results, but yeah, I think I'm, 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 I'm doing well. Alright. Uh, yeah. Good on you, man. Good on you. So, anyway, uh, <clears throat> if you guys have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at thegatewatchcast at gmail.com. And also please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. Links will be in the show notes. 
also this week oh i think we we're recording every week at alexandra bookstore links will be in the show notes uh, if you would like to come come down and shop here because there's a lot of stuff and it's really interesting and i do hope that you we get to meet you because we need commander players commander's fun <laughs> yes yes so anyway i have been omar sanzo and i'm wilson and we'll see you next week with another fun episode of the gatewatch cast Bye. See.